Good morning, Debbie. Hi, Kendall. How are you this morning? Um, excellent, because one of our favorite people has come with one of her favorite people, and there's just a lot of favorite people going on in our room right now. It doesn't get any better than that, and they're trying to be quiet, but they're over here making all kinds of hand gestures. <laughs> You know, when you have psychotherapist and TEDx speaker Kim Honeycutt in the house, <laughs> it's just mischief. All right, we're going off the yeah. rails right at the front end. Right. Right. Oh, was there a path? Oh, hold sorry. on, listeners, hold on. Here we go. Yeah, it's just mischief making. So, yeah. but but it's because we get excited because we're all doing really important work yeah. and we get to talk about things we love. So, yeah, and we um, get to learn about something really new to me today and probably to a lot of our listeners. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. So you know, hemp oil is different than uh, hemp, which I knew very well throughout <laughs> my life, um, and now I get to know hemp oil. It's like. A, Finding, like, learning about it from a new angle, so I'm excited. I'm a complete newbie because I never really cared for hemp at all. I'm sorry, but, you know, now's your chance. (laughs) Good enough for me. Okay. So, but um, uh, let's do the appropriate thing, which is to, uh, whatchamacallit, I can't talk today, apparently, but let's rail off a few of our announcements. Yeah, just a couple things happening at Lighthouse. Um, This week, so Friday the 16th, we have a drum circle for the soul with Julie Alexander of Core Health Partners. This has been a real popular event, and it's um, from 7.30 to 8.30, but if you want extra instruction, if you're a newbie with uh, banging on the drums, you can come at 7 o'clock and get a little bit of extra time with her. Um, on the 17th, which is Saturday, we have an event in the afternoon at 2.30. Uh, it's called a Prayer Forming Sound Journey with um, a duo called Focused Alignment. They have crystal bowls, and I think Austin plays a didgeridoo, too, as well, doesn't he? Yeah, they play all kinds of stuff. All kinds of instruments, but um, I think it's a meditative-like experience, and I'm really looking forward to that. So that's Saturday Mm -hmm. afternoon, and um, Saturday evening, we have a Sacred Belly Dance free community class. (laughs) So come wiggle your hips and learn how to move your body in a a way that your body has probably forgotten about. (laughs) That was my experience when um, she came and kind of taught us the class, gave us a primer. And I was like, wow. I had even cooler loops or something. I was like, I had forgotten my body was supposed to move that way. And it felt really good. It felt very sexy, I must say, which was a little awkward because we were all together. But I thought. Yeah, a bunch of women in a room were like, okay, who are we dancing for? And But the, but the premise behind it was that we really, it was, it was allowing us to be central without being, we didn't have to be sexy. Yeah, I think that was yeah. part of the teaching in it because originally belly dancing was for women. It wasn't for yeah. men. Yeah, for women. To it was sexy men. in like a whole new divine feminine I didn't way. Know men belly dance. No, I mean like women oh, dancing no, for men. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to imagine my husband doing that. No, no. <laughs> and then just I want to say in exclamation points, exclamation points that we are going to be at Shift Charlotte this year on the twenty fourth. If you haven't gotten your tickets. Get them now because the price does go up at the door. You can get them at shiftcharlotte.com. But it is um, the area's largest metaphysical, spiritual, health and wellness kind of fair. And um, you don't want to miss it because there are so many people in our community um, stepping in and sharing with the public what it is they do. Yeah, and I want to add to that because we had Lori Godwin, the founder of that, on our last episode. That's a show you really should listen to because Shift Charlotte has grown from having 
it's a lot of new thought, yes, but mm -hmm. it's like she has, she said, wherever you are on the path of spiritual discovery, there's going to be something for you. Something there's life there. coaches, there's natural holistic doctors, many of those actually. Mm -hmm. There's uh, a lot of people doing uh, uh, more of the new thought healing work, but then there's people from uh, Buddhist community, um, some more progressive Christian community, I think you would see there. There mm -hmm. are people from... Um, Art of Living Retreat Center. There's all mm -hmm. kinds of different mm -hmm. healers working with the body mm -hmm. and sound experiences. And that show, episode 56, you got to tune back into. Yeah. So yeah. the tickets for Shift Charlotte are on the shiftcharlotte.com website, not our website. That's right. Um, yeah. But all the other events that uh, we've mentioned and the rest of the events that are coming up for March are on our website at lighthousespiritualcenter.com. Awesome. Is that all it? Right. That's it. Now we get to, to jump into stuff. the ball pit with our favorite people. Yeah. So let's pull in. Um, uh, they've already been in, obviously. but um, So Kim Honeycutt, psychotherapist and TEDx speaker. And we also have with her Amy Potvin, who is a former pharm pharmaceutical sales representative, who turned um, her path into that of a certified um, Christian life coach and also a nutritional science coach. And so... They have this huge uh, passion. They've taken this journey together that kind of went full circle, started with trauma, ended with a solution, which was hemp oil. And so this show is like this big old education for all of us on hemp oil because people are talking about it and they're doing it. And this is just so exciting. So they're going to be sharing their experience this morning, uh, emotional struggle, renewed hope. Um, starting with personal trauma and then coming forward to uh, where they are today. So Let's just pull them right on in. Thank you for coming. Welcome to the show. Oh, Thank you so here. much. It's an honor to be here. So this is the first time mm -hmm. I've been at the spiritual center, mm -hmm. and I just want to tell you, I love it. What I love the most is you have two women who are willing to risk financially, spiritually, emotionally, mm -hmm. and church and physically hard as well, mm -hmm. because your love for the community is stronger than your need to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I wow. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I got chills. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely, too. it's just a beautiful thing. It, when we conform, when we listen to all the voices, or all the smaller voices, like I can't take a risk. I will stay comfortable within the shame, right? And I'll stay very restricted. And so y'all had to do a lot of personal work to get to this. So yeah. This is this is the manifestation of a lot of hard work. Thank right? you for seeing yeah. that, Kim. Yeah, Truly. So crazy as hell. Don't get me That's wrong. right. That's right. That's right. You, so. That's right. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit because you guys have taken this path to like emotional sobriety and you also mm -hmm. fought very hard for it and you've had to um, repurpose your own callings. And so Kim, can you kind of walk us yeah. through that? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been physically sober for 22 years and just getting physically sober was incredibly hard. I didn't Honestly, if you'd asked me when I was drinking, if I could reach 22 years of sobriety, there, there's just no way, right? It was bigger than me. It took a God much bigger than me. It took love in a room, a 12-step program to teach me that it was possible. What I didn't realize, um, how long it would take me to be emotionally sober. I was physically sober for a long time, but I was very emotionally unsober. Mm -hmm. And so what's, and one thing we said in our pre-talk was, you know, you said isolation kills. Strong powerful, beautiful statement. And so that's so much of what happens when you're in an addiction or you don't know how to be around people without, like I felt like an open wound. It didn't take much for someone to hurt me. Mm -hmm. And so it was almost unlimited of being around people. Also, 
it's probably very easy to hurt someone else without my understanding of mm-hmm. how to treat people. Mm-hmm. And so, so much of my journey has been about self-care because obviously I knew self-destruction, right? And self-destruction means abuse, neglect, mistreatment of one's own needs. Mm-hmm. So as I was drinking, obviously that was a lot of self-destruction, but that continues in different forms once I got physically sober. But I have people who are just very willing to teach me about self-care. And I define self-care as self is your needs, and care are your boundaries. Mm. So yourself is a composite of your needs. So how much your emotional needs are fulfilled is how much self is available. Right? The boundaries that you put are care around that self so that you can be protected and safe and fluid and be able to interact with people uh, without having to personalize everything. So emotionally unsober means that my day was dependent on other people. Mm. What they said, what they did, determined mm. my day. And so I was in a, a long haul fight to try to get emotional sobriety. And I honestly think I was probably sober 10 or 11 years before I really reached a place of emotional sobriety that enough behavioral destruction stopped that I could start working on being emotionally sober. And emotionally sober, let's put two components on that. One is the facts about me I was in agreement with. It meant I could acknowledge that I was gifted. I could acknowledge I struggled with being self-righteous. It meant whatever the facts were about me, I was, in, I was not going to fight against that. I could really agree with it. Mm-hmm. The second piece of that is also it meant that I could acknowledge I was sensitive, but I didn't have to personalize everything. The sensitivity and personalizing things are very, very different. And some things we need to be offended by, right? We need to be offended by racism. We need to personalize mm-hmm. you know, certain things that happen. But mm-hmm. I really was so grateful people have helped me learn that my needs matter and when I act like they don't matter I'm saying I don't matter mm-hmm. and for me as a Christ follower God didn't send the son for me to neglect the one he saved I don't have a right to do that mm-hmm. right so he claimed me worthy so I have to step into that right but the message around me coming out I don't get to do it so I've had to decide to listen to this people emotionally and favor I listen to everybody I can't listen to everybody mm-hmm. people I think that have spiritual authority in my life and that's really just helped me to maintain some emotional sobriety, to learn self-care, to learn more about who I am. And so I've learned that, and I learned this recently actually from a song, that I'm not just broken, I'm gracefully broken. And that means I can go out to the community and I can repurpose every trauma, everything that happened to me as a little girl, my relationship with my mother, anything I've been through. Now, because grace is on it, and I accept that grace, now as a gracefully broken person, I can be purpose in the community because my needs are met. And that's part of my message today. When your needs aren't met, or for me, when my needs are not met, and I'm going out trying to service people, it's not a horrible thing, but a lot of times I was doing it to, to try to get my worth. Mm-hmm. So now I've learned because I can tell somebody, hey, this is my need. This is what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. That means when I do something in service, I'm doing it because I know I'm worth it, not because I'm seeking. As you all know, my parents are both been sick recently. They both have pneumonia. My mom became septic and be hospitalized. She's still hospitalized. And so I put on Facebook, hey, I do, this is what I don't need. I don't need y'all to do anything. I do not need food. I do not, not, don't come see my parents. Don't do anything. What I need is prayer. And so people honor that, but a lot of people were texting me saying, what can I do? Let me bring something to you. You need to go by and see your parents. I mean, and I was really clear of what I needed and did not need. And so I thought about it because, again, I'm not offended. I didn't personalize. I just thought, 
I was so clear. And then I got it. Most of us don't have permission to take care of our own needs. And so when people say they don't need anything, they're really not speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. They assume that I wasn't telling the truth. And I'm so grateful people come to my life and talk to me gracefully broken, which means I know my needs, my responsibilities, my responsibility to tell you how you can engineer that for me. And then I let go. Then I trust God to let that happen. And so if I needed something, I let someone know. Um, and so it just really reminded me that we're, especially as women, we're just not good at saying what we need. We'll go to the ends of the earth for someone else. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the promise to us, when it comes to our needs, we'll, we really get shattered. And so if I'm really going to be gracefully broken, that I have to know I'm worthy, that those needs being satisfied, that emotional connection. And then from that place, from that foundation, to go out and help other people. And we talked about the word shift before we started. And so for me, it's why I share with people that shift, that you focus on the F, and that's your foundation, your integrity, your well-being, your, your emotional needs, everything that's there for you. And then anything around that foundation and the shift is shift. Right? So if I make a decision that doesn't reflect my foundation, if I do an action or something for you out of shit and not my foundation, I will get more of that. Right, and it's just so important for us. It's, so, it's so important for us to know this is my foundation, this is my integrity, this is who I am. I have to know that you don't need to know that. I need to know, mm-hmm. right? When I don't know it, I put so much responsibility on you, and really I'm putting blame on you. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing something that probably my parents didn't do, husband, somebody else didn't do for me. Mm-hmm. And so from that place, then it's foundation, and then the other the rest of the shit can just be there. I don't have to step into it. And if I do step in, I got people like Amy that will pull me out. She can hit me very quickly. <laughs> yeah. All you bad words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, in all this, this is what's been amazing, is that um, in, in all the trauma that I've you know, overcome, and it doesn't mean there aren't days when the voices don't start back up, the shame doesn't try to grab a hold of me and tell me I'm not worthy of sharing the message. But in that, um, a new tool came into my vision. And so a friend of mine named Cindy was sharing about um, a, this woman's husband who had some physical pain that was chronic and that he found relief through him. And I instantly thought of my best friend whose dad was an amazing man, strong, strong man, he was military. And he had so much physical pain that he killed himself. Mm-hmm. And I thought, would he still be here? Would it, would it have been an option? Would it even something? You can't live your life in what if, but it just grabbed me. Mm-hmm. And so I started researching hemp, hemp oil. So as somebody who's got 22 years sober, somebody who is the executive director of a, of a ministry, somebody who goes to churches and hears sermons, like I can't just do anything. I don't want to. Like I want to be busy. I want to do what's my foundation. So I started researching and, um, and learned how exceptional this product was. And so I started providing it for my patients. And in that process, I met this beautiful mass ball of mania named Amy Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Yeah, I, I embrace it. That's right. That's right. Your business card. Right. right. Uh, like if she was just so excited about it. And so what's interesting when she's when she's on stage and she's flying around, she's got little wings are flapping, and she's sharing about him all. And again, I'm leery, right? Because I'm very leery. And I always talk about that when I, um, when I 
someone handed me my first beer or someone handed me a joint or they handed me a handful of pills, I never asked questions. I never said, what are the long-term, short-term effects of drinking this beer? I just drank. I just popped the pill. I just mm-hmm. put it up my nose. I did anything. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I had a lot of questions, even though I knew my history was I would do anything. So if it's if it's self-destructive, I have no questions. If it's if it's for me, I've got a thousand questions. I'll be so <laughs> <laughs> We must right. come from the same planet. <laughs> must, must, must. And so I, I start researching this, and, and so I see this Amy Potvin on the stage sharing about this this product, and she shared her trauma. And in that, I was like, wow, this is amazing, because eight years before, if not longer, I'd heard about this woman who had a, um, a daughter that had cancer, and uh, the daughter had passed. And people want her to come see me because I'm a psychotherapist. And I remember saying, leave her alone. Let her be in a process. Don't try to fix her. Let her be where she is. And and so I didn't know her then. And then probably eight years later, talking to my friend Cindy, she shares about this woman's husband who has chronic pain. From that, I go to a seminar. This crazy mass of energies on the stage. And she turns out <laughs> all to be the same woman. All to be the same woman who's gone through so much, very different traumas. A lot of my traumas stem from childhood. A lot of stuff has to do with her actual child and what's happened in her adult life. And and so interesting that we both found a plant-based supplement that's helped us. And so I started taking it and my ability to just rest within myself just increased. And please know, some in being in recovery, I'm very careful with my system, whether it's a toothpaste, anything. There's nothing addictive about this. There's no munchies. This is not cannabis. This is hemp. This is very, very different. It helped me focus. It gave me more energy. And I felt a little bit more like myself. Mm-hmm. I could show up a little bit more for me. Mm-hmm. Here's a silly example. I remember I opened my microwave thinking, huh, my microwave's dirty. One, I noticed, because I'm so busy. Two, I took time to clean it. And that may sound simple, but if you're out there and you've got a really busy life, you know how valuable it is that you actually have energy to turn the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, that's, that's a good day. Yeah, because that's right? my way. That's a good list. day. Like, <laughs> thousands of people pulling on me, text messages. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I can clean the microwave. Like, so, like, it's just that helped me be a little bit more of me. And I'm so glad. It's just it's nutrition. It's feeding my soul a little bit more. And and so I've gotten great friends out of it and part of that's Amy. And so I'd love for y'all to hear from her and um, her little ball of beautiful blue eyed mania. So I'll be quiet for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to both of you for inviting me and Kim to be here. I feel honored. I feel excited. I feel inspired. And I feel like truly God is doing a shift right now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I'm thankful to share my journey. Um, so you know, it's it's incredible for me to see how God connects the dots, and you can only see how He's connecting the dots till you look back. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't know that. You know, eight years ago, when Kim learned about my name, she mm-hmm. learned about my child's passing. That her heart was with me. That she mm-hmm. was thinking of mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And um, and that means so much to me. That on His time, uh, a more divine uh, uh, power of you know, in our living, that we would be connected once again on this journey. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was back in 2008, and um, I had been a pharmaceutical medical sales rep for over 12 years. 
Um, and I was playing with my twin daughters, Ellie and Grace. They're six years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was towards the end of the evening. We made chocolate chip cookies and I gave Ellie a bath and I got her out of the bathtub and I laid her on the ground and I was just like joking around, tickling her. And I was putting some powder on her and also I saw this lump sticking out of her abdomen. And I, it was really hard. It looked like a baseball. And we rushed her to the emergency room. And at that moment in time, the entire trajectory of my life changed. Mm. Um, and that was when, you know, we were rushed into all of these different, you know, scans. And the oncologist came to us and said, within hours, I'm sorry, but your daughter has cancer. And we know it's stage four mm. cancer because, you know, the main tumor is in her lower abdomen pelvic region. And she has several tumors um, all over her lungs. And, you know, that is really when, for me, I dropped to my knees and I realized for the first time in my life, I'm not in control. Up until that point in my life, it was all about me. It was all about, I took on the burdens of everything. Mm -hmm. And I truly um, was responsible. And at that moment, I just dropped to my knees and I just gave it up. And I said, God, I don't know if you're real or not. But I'm going to give up this mustard seed of faith. You know, I've gone to church, but I have never really looked for you. I've never really focused on you. But the doctors are telling me my daughter has a 40% chance of life over the next five years. That they're going to give her um, a cocktail of poisons over the next 52 weeks where she would be locked in the hospital, poisoned. Every good and bad cell will be destroyed in her body in hopes of a cure, treat, or heal. They're going to give her radiation and burn her inside and out. Lord, that's not how you made our bodies to function, to fight. You know, what are we going to do to cure it? You know, what are we going to do to boost her body, to allow her body to be the miracle maker that you intended from the beginning? And I knew I was in serious danger. I knew after my 12 years in the pharmaceutical world that conventional medicine is very limited. And they're just synthetic band-aids and they're not boosting the immune system. And the cancer was an immune system disease. So all of these things were going on in my head at once. And I just cried out to God. And I just knew one thing that I could do was ask people to pray. And it was just an incredible experience for me that I had over the years of Ellie's fight was just feeling the power of prayer and people lifting me up from all over the world and lifting my daughter up and our family up. And I know that that's why you know, we were able to do as well as we were able to do and find so many blessings throughout the brokenness on that journey. Um, But that being said, you know, uh, I became what I call a self-proclaimed momcologist during that journey. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, when the doctors told, when I asked the doctors, well, what are we going to do to help boost her immune system, help her body fight? What about nutrition? And they said nutrition didn't matter. I couldn't believe they said that. I mean, we know that from Mm -hmm. our great grandparents. Uh, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables. So that's when I got into the world of really researching supplements and holistic treatments. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things I knew that was going to help Ellie more than anything in the world at that moment was lifting her up in spirit. And I think we often overlook that. Mm-hmm. We often overlook how important it is to pour into others and to love people and to lift people's spirits. Um, so, um, you know, Ellie had an amazing, valiant fight over the two years, and she gained her angel wings in June of uh, 2010. And at that moment um, that she passed, it was pretty incredible in the fact that when she took her last breath and she opened her little bird mouth, 
I saw, even though I could not see her spirit fly, I saw a light that shot from her. Mm. And it was so brilliant. Mm. And her twin sister saw her, saw this light and to the mm. point where she said, Oh my gosh, mommy, what was that? And I was like, Oh my gosh, you saw it too. Mm. And she said, I don't know what it was, but I want to never see anything like that again. That was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it was like this brilliant Tinkerball light, right? Aww. But what was so cool mm. is that mm. when I had my twin, I named Ellie, or, or I named my first twin Ellie, and Ellie means light of God. And then I named my second twin Grace. That's God's grace. Because God knew he was going to take one home early. He gave me grace. Mm-hmm. It was undeserved. Mm-hmm. So it was just, so it's so cool how God really just connects mm-hmm. the dots, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when Ellie flew, I decided I was going to, you know, not ask God why, but what God am I going to do with this brokenness? How am I going to serve? How am I going to create a greater good, right? That being said, I had lived in a fishbowl since 2008, July 2nd of 2008, when my daughter was rushed to the hospital. And that hospital became my fishbowl. And at first, I remember looking out of the glass windows of the hospital and thinking, all these things are going on around me, and I don't belong in here. And I remember two years later at the very end going, I don't know how to leave my fishbowl. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to even interact in that yeah. world anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the only world I know. Mm-hmm. And I became extremely isolated. Mm-hmm. So when Ellie passed, you know, I, I, I tried to create movement. I became a certified Christian life coach. And I tried to, you know, create movement and action in my life to create blessings out of great brokenness for others. Mm-hmm. But there was something that was going on and I couldn't understand it. And it wasn't until a year ago. Now, Ellie passed in 2010, and I've been struggling in my mind and hurting desperately. And, it, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder is a silent scream. Mm-hmm. No one can understand it. And it's very hard to verbalize it because you don't even understand what you're going through. But you're dealing with such severe trauma that you haven't been able to, you know, process and you're not able to take these, these memories and store them. They just keep repeating. And it's very painful. And the world wants you to move forward. And so the world thinks, well, it's been one year, it's been two years. Well, you know, you know time heals. I'm here to tell people time does not heal. That's right. That's right. Okay? But you can gain the muscles to carry the pain. So in the very beginning, that backpack of grief, that backpack of suffering, that backpack of trauma is extremely heavy and you can't even get up. It's like bricks and you, it, 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 you can't even stand. But over time, you start to get to your knees and then you start to raise. And before you know it, you're standing and you start to take steps. But after a while, you have to put the backpack down. And when you put that backpack down, it's like a flood gate opens and you're back where that pain started. But you can get up quicker and you can put that backpack on and you find that you have muscles to get up quicker, to carry it. Does this make sense to you? Yes. And I'm really smart. So, but I have been fighting, you know, you know, this grief, this trauma, this suffering, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's something I needed to work through, right? Mm-hmm. But what did I do? I went to a doctor. What did a doctor do? 
He looked at me and said, oh, you lost a daughter to cancer? Well, look at this little bottle of pills. Mm -hmm. I need you to take a couple of these every day. Okay, and if it's not working well enough, why don't you titrate up? Well, take two, this right? Way. And so then you go back. Well, this is my side effect. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I've got another bottle of drugs for you. Mm -hmm. They just layer drugs on you, and then your mind becomes numb, right? And now you're not emotionally available. Mm -hmm. You're just getting through life, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, this journey of, you know, having such great trauma in my life and suffering um it's been it's a complicated grief um it, it's a traumatic complicated grief with post-traumatic stress disorder mm -hmm. and i haven't even able been able to you know really you can't grieve until you get through the suffering you've watched mm -hmm. and it's a process and it takes time and, mm -hmm. and i'm really thankful kim mm -hmm. that back when people approached you you know you didn't say oh let me try to fix her there's nothing to be fixed. That's right. We each have to walk through these stages on our mm -hmm. own. Mm -hmm. You know, that being said, um, it was about six months ago that I did find this hemp oil and it's absolutely helped me create a balance yeah. in my brain, in my emotional well being. Mm -hmm. And I am so thankful for how it's worked in my body. Amen. Amen. So good. Wow. So, you know, every time you come, I'm like, I'm like, can barely hand, once the conversation starts going, it's just, it's so real. It's so much. It's so important that I'm like, forget taking notes. You're going to have to listen to the show five times, you know? Mm -hmm. Thank you for your story. Mm -hmm. um, Debbie, what are you hearing when, I mean, let me say this. There's a miracle that occurs, right? In the middle of suffering, um, that somewhere our intuition turns on and we in the middle of like the darkest dark night we're like that's not going to work for me so i think about you when your daughter is getting um they're going to put all these poisons in her and you're thinking yeah but what about boosting her but what about boosting her this doesn't make sense god didn't make the body this way and so there's something in us. I feel like it's that God spark that mm -hmm. is we're attached to divine truth mm -hmm. in a way that leads us to question these things. And ultimately, yeah, that line never gets cut. We follow that divine truth all the way, all the way. Mm -hmm. And then here comes this plant-based medicine conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Which in spiritual community is enormous. I mean, that conversation has been on the table for so long i even think when the hippies first started smoking pot they were doing that from the shamans from the villages because mm -hmm. there's a god knowledge somewhere about natural mm -hmm. processes things are processes mm -hmm. plants are part of what i have given you mm -hmm. to heal we've I've given you things that will help you mm -hmm. heal i've given you things that will help yeah. you stay connected to me yeah. Yeah. so i hear the miracle of in the darkest hour that the divine is still working. I hear that. Mm. What are you hearing? Yeah, no, it's all of that. You know, it's um, in that dark hour, if you, when you hear the inner callings, the inner stirrings of what truth is to you, what what is that wisdom and going with that. I mean, and in our society right now here in the West, I mean, it's, it's getting better, but it, it's a struggle because the world at large is saying, well, no, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And, but when your heart is telling you something else, but you don't have the resources to go to, you don't have people to talk to about it. And I think that's why 
what you're doing, what you're here to talk about today is so important because you're creating that awareness and another resource for people who hit a spot like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, what's, what's kind of crazy is that it was back in 2000 BC, this, this beautiful cannabis plant can be traced back to. It was used for medicinal purposes back then. This is a beautiful plant, but unfortunately, you know, uh, because of, it went into prohibition in the 1930s. It was all political propaganda. And, um, you know, um, you know, it was all about the sin in, you know, the THC, that psychoactive agent. And then the hemp plant was lumped in with marijuana. And it's been taken away from us. But, um, you know, as I can share with you today, the hemp plant is vital. We need, everybody needs to eat hemp every day of their life to feed a system in their body. It is extremely vital, vital and critical to our health. And it is one of the reasons why people are getting sicker and sicker every day. And so, you know, what Kim and I are here really to share with you today is the truth. And that is the truth about this sacred plant that's been used. I mean, this is found in the burial tomb, okay? But, you know, I wanna make sure everyone understands that um, cannabis is a plant and off of the cannabis plant there is hemp and there is marijuana okay hemp is a plant that has 0.3 percent or less of THC it is non-psychoactive it can be legally sold in all 50 states you could drown in a vat of it you could drink a hemp smoothie you're not gonna get high okay it is truly just a beautiful plant-based medicine when I say medicine I don't mean a drug I mean a food there's nutrients, dense nutrients feeding our body, you know, truly can bless our body and get it to create functionality and homeostasis and allows our body to be the miracle maker. And that's what really we need to get back to. So um, do you want me to share a little bit about this, how this oil works in our body? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was about 30 years ago, there was a doctor in Israel that discovered something that we have in our body. It's a 13th system, and it's called the endocannabinoid system. So we have a digestive system, a skeletal system, a muscular system. We also have something called an endocannabinoid system. And this system in our body is, um, think of it as like this overarching system, and it has receptors um, on the cells in our body, and they're mainly located in our brain, on our central nervous system, and around our peripheral organs. So the system is, is all over our body. Okay, and it actually our body creates endogenous cannabinoids that's to feed this endocannabinoid system. So, endo means comes from within, the, from within, and these cannabinoids are these compounds that interact and help the signaling of the system to create functionality and balance throughout our brain and our body. But because our body is so nutrient deficient, because we are so toxic because we are living in such a fight or flight, highly stressed out mode all the time, it's not functioning on a healthy level. And our body doesn't store up these compounds called endocannabinoids, it has to produce them on demand. So the system needs to be extremely healthy to meet the different demands in our body to help our systems work. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so, so, um, the beautiful thing is that we have something called a cannabis plant. 
then you can get these cannabinoids to help supplement the system to feed it, to get it working again. And you can get it either from a hemp plant or a marijuana plant, okay? So the hemp plant, again, it is non-psychoactive. It is completely legal, okay? And a lot of people think of as hemp as marijuana, okay? As we say in the South, the sin has been taken out. Okay? <laughs> it has unbelievable nutrient-depth properties. It has all these can cannabinoids in it. One of the major cannabinoids within hemp oil is called cannabidiol, which is also CBD. And everyone knows CBD oil, right? Well, CBD is a cannabinoid. And so hemp oil um, has a large amount of cannabidiol in it, okay? And so this has a lot of clinical research and studies behind it. I mean, you can go to various websites. If it's uh, pubmed.gov, you'll find over 38,000 research and clinical studies on um, cannabidiol. If you go to uh, projectcbd.com or .org, I'm not sure which one it is, um, there's so much information out there. So this mm -hmm. isn't something um, you know, that we're creating um, a story about. This is truth. Mm -hmm. So just for reference, the PubMeds are National Institute for Health. Yes. Is the website. Yeah. Is what it is. That's what the study to Exactly. Sure. Exactly. So, um, so if you want to think about, uh, you know, so a little bit more, so I, these receptors on these cells are in our brain, along our nervous system, in our peripheral organs. They need to be signaled. So when we take this hemp oil, what happens is we get these receptors signaling again to create balance in our body. So um, Dr. Shade, who is this incredible um, uh, master, he's a master formulator of this amazing oil. And he is a, a, just a dynamic, brilliant chemist who explains this so well and how it works. It creates a neuroendoimmune balance. So it creates, for the neuro, it creates balance in your neurochemistry. So it's helping to balance all of the neurotransmitters in your brain. So we hear often about serotonin or norepinephrine or catecholamines or dopamine. Um, those are some of the neurochemicals. What it helps to do is really allow your brain to be awakened to what does it need to balance? What, what, you know, we need, to, um, we need to allow your body to restore what it needs. It also is endo, so it helps to balance your endocrine or hormonal system. It helps for, um, it's an immunoregulator. So it helps to, some people need a boosted immune system. Some people need to suppress their immune system. Um, it helps for gene regulation, which is incredible to me. People, you know, gene needs, some genes are bad and they need to be turned off. Some genes need to be turned on. It helps to, um, you know, turn off and on over 250 genes in our body. So, so for instance, um, if for anti-inflammation, um, it's an amazing gene regular, like, regulator for that. So it really helps to um, help with inflammation in the body, which is one of the root causes of disease in mind and body. Mm -hmm. I can't even explain to you um, how unbelievable this oil is when put into the body because the system in our body has been like in a desert. It's been thirsty for hemp oil. And so when you take this hemp oil, and it allows the system to start signaling again, it's allowed now allowing the body to be the miracle maker and create the shifts that are needed to get back into health and alignment. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Let me explain it also in the, in the world of psychology. So when she talked about PTSD and it being a silent screamer, 
you know, silent screen, that it's like a prison, right? And I don't know if you've ever met anybody, pretty relevant, who's been in prison, that, um, <laughs> that like I've worked with a lot of people that have done prison time. And so one thing they explained to me that I think is fascinating is that when they first get out and they stand on a the door, they won't open the door because someone opens the door for them. They're now so conditioned. Just like we get conditioned in our trauma, mm-hmm. we get conditioned in our complicated grief, we don't know we can open the door now. Mm-hmm. But we've been set free. Mm-hmm. And so what hemp does is that it affects your central nervous system. My imprint as a child was that I was to be paralyzed, immobile, and wasn't allowed to, to exist, right? Or to have, I think that's just movement. And so what hemp did was allow my system to rest and notice there's a door now. You know, it's part of my healing from my PTSD. No, and, and you know, and that, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a huge part of what this hemp oil does is we have this nervous system mm-hmm. and we have two functions in it. We have the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, mm-hmm. okay? And so, you know, the, the sympathetic system, you know, is this fight or flight mode, right? And that's what the majority of Americans are living in. We're living in this fight or flight mode mm-hmm. where we're so stressed out, we're acting like a ch- tiger is chasing us all mm-hmm. day long. And when that happens, our muscles, our tissues, our cells, everything in our body is tense. Mm-hmm. That is not a place where we can find restoration, That's right. okay, or peace, mm-hmm. okay, because we are being chased by a tiger. Mm-hmm. And so that creates illness mm-hmm. and disease in mind and body. Mm-hmm. So what this oil does it allows the body to shift. I love this word shift that's going on. Mm-hmm. Shift into the parasympathetic state. Mm-hmm. The parasympathetic state is a place where our body can find ease and calm and peace. It allows our brain to slow down. It stops that racing, that racing mind. It allows ourselves to take a deep breath and just no, everything's going to be okay. And, um, you know, I was reading some uh, research the other day about how hemp oil actually helps in, you know, I mentioned how there's cannabinoid receptors on in your brain. Well, it helps with the um, frontal cortex, the hippocampus, mm-hmm. in that when you have PTSD, you have these memories. And unfortunately, because of this state of fight or flight and where you've been, it's not working correctly. And those memories that need to be stored are never stored. And so they keep repeating, they keep repeating, they keep repeating. And in a very unscientific way that I'm sharing, basically this oil has helped me take those memories that I kept waking up to every morning, the stories mm-hmm. that kept repeating and it let them be filed, right? And I have tears and I'm weepy because allowing those memories that haunted me to go into my long-term memory Mm -hmm. right and not to be constantly repeated it's allowing me to get out of my way Mm -hmm. it's allowing me to no longer be isolated to Mm -hmm. live in my Mm fishbowl it's allowing me to learn to live in this world You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm sounding extremely silly on this podcast, but yes, I have tears in my eyes. And yes, I'm emotional because I found relief mm-hmm. and I found it in a natural way, not by a synthetic band-aid, mm-hmm. not by a doctor numbing my mind, mm-hmm. but by me truly working to 
reconnect and wire my brain differently. And mm -hmm. that's what this hemp oil can actually do with for people. And it's not so much the hemp oil, it's the system in our body. And when we get these receptors signaling, the body's the miracle maker, God created it perfectly, and it knows what to do again. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's allowed me to have feel a lifted mood. It's allowed the cobwebs to come off of my brain. It's allowed for me to do what I want to do. I want to take this trauma and this tragedy and this brokenness, and I want to create purpose. Mm -hmm. And the world is hurting. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. it, you know, Kim mentioned earlier, you know, she found, you know, when she learned about me for the first time, it was because of um, it was actually my husband. He was suffering from chronic pain for over two years. Now, where did that pain come from? I'm, I'm sure a lot of it was emotional trauma mm -hmm. that was creating it amongst mm -hmm. a lot of other things, major stress in his life. Mm -hmm. and the doctors had actually um, diagnosed him with fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And so we spent thousands of dollars trying different types of holistic treatments to conventional medicines. And one, which is to me, one of the worst medications you could put someone on is called Lyrica. And it almost killed him. Mm -hmm. It literally almost killed him. And so I was praying to find something and that's how I found this oil. I was praying and I thought of my friend, my dear friend, Shannon, who has a daughter who suffers from severe neurological issues. And her pediatric neurologist had offered her this hemp oil. And she gave it to her daughter and it changed her daughter's life. And so when I started to talk to her and I started to ask the question, which so many people hopefully are asking right now as they're listening, will this help me? You know, I thought, would this help my husband? And she said, absolutely it will. Mm -hmm. It can't not help your husband. It helps to create balance throughout the entire brain and body. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs this oil. And as I did my research, I started to honestly get very upset and angry because I didn't understand as a self-proclaimed momcologist that I was that spent thousands and thousands of dollars on holistic treatments and supplements didn't know about a sacred plant that had been around mm -hmm. back in 2000 BC, Chinese medicine. It's a beautiful plant with these medicinal properties that every baby, toddler, teen, young adult, mother, father, mm -hmm. elderly, you know, everybody needs this because everybody has an endocannabinoid system. I actually give this to my dog, mm -hmm. okay? You can give this to a horse, you can give this to a cat. Mammals have this endocannabinoid mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. If we live on this earth, we are nutrient deficient, we are toxic, and we are probably highly stressed out. Mm -hmm. We need to get into that parasympathetic mode. We need to allow our body to rest and restore and regenerate and cleanse. It actually helps to open up detoxification pathways, allow our body to do what God intended, cleanse on a daily basis. I mean, I could go on and on about the amazingness of this oil. But what I just keep saying to people is, Put in your body. Yeah. Oh, you know, the thing that I'm hearing. So it's like, um, I think that we desire spiritual homeostasis. We mm -hmm. desire mm -hmm. body homeostasis. We desire mental homeostasis. When our society has taken a resource away that was provided by the divine for mm -hmm. that reason, then you have addiction. Mm -hmm. Then you have mm -hmm. PTSD because nobody can find the resource that surely is on this earth yeah. 
that will create that it's that I'm standing in a desert, a spiritual desert, a mental desert, a physical desert, and you're giving me something that I believe to be water. And it actually makes me even more parched mm-hmm. than before you gave that to me. And so now I'm dying even more in mm-hmm. this desert of self. And it's, it's a holistic epidemic. Right. So when Debbie and I, the work that we do here deals so much with, you know, some of it is fueled by all the years where the wool was pulled over our own eyes mm-hmm. and all the people that are walking around thinking that they're being given a solution that actually is not getting to the heart of the matter at all. And it has, and you have to have the physical gift that comes from the divine and you have to have the mental stuff that comes from the divine and you have to have the spiritual stuff that goes right to the heart of the issue. So it makes me sad for our children. I know as a, what'd you call yourself? A mom, 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 mom I mean, you're looking at your own children and then you're seeing, what the doctor's saying you need to give to your child or what the teacher or the principal is saying you need to do about your child. And you're, people are literally unknowingly putting their families and their children in these deserts. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's anger whenever you realize, mm-hmm. what, what happened here? Why did this resource get taken right from underneath mm-hmm. us? Greed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pharma. Mm-hmm. It, sure. It, it's big pharma, sure. it's government, mm-hmm. and it's greed. Mm-hmm. We are 5% of the world's population. We use 75% of the drugs. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. It's, yeah. We're not taking care of ourselves. It's not health care. Yeah. No, I, I do yeah. want to say that I, I work with a lot of people, and I'm, I'm one of them to a level that, you know, please don't mishear this message. If you need to take yeah. pharmaceuticals please do yeah. i've worked with many people and the voices are loud for them their struggle is real um, i will tell you i still take my ritalin i'm a little scared not to take it and um but i am working like i just got prevacid because of hemp i'm slowly working on um taking care of myself in a, in a different way and, and just want to throw this out there too about cannabis versus hemp just like alcohol alcohol is a depressant and for me it was a stimulant into it was no longer a stimulant it became a depressant and I still looked at it for us as a stimulant, right? And so that's addiction. Well, the same thing happened for people who are smoking marijuana because their anxiety is so high or because they're mm-hmm. it is a, It is an anti-anxiety drug until it isn't. Mm-hmm. Until it isn't. And long-term use of marijuana it no longer mm-hmm. is anti-anxiety and we still keep turning to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's one reason I'm excited about him because you can't take away what works for somebody or they think is working and give them nothing Mm-hmm. There's got to be a replacement. Mm-hmm. You can't tell somebody, well, pray harder. Uh, yes. Read your Bible more. Read your AA book more. Like, can we not just be a little bit more practical and loving? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> can we please? It's like, well, hey, well, that really sucks. Maybe we should, yeah. let's research together. Let's do something to help you show up more for yourself. And for somebody, if that yeah. is being part of Big Pharma, then let it be. But hemp might become part of your cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, let me just make sure everyone understands. Uh, hemp oil does not cure, treat, or heal. I'm not claiming mm-hmm, that. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a dietary supplement. Right. Mm-hmm. It is literally feeding a system in our body that is deficient. We 90% of Americans have an endocannabinoid deficiency. Mm-hmm. We're not producing the compounds, these endogenous cannabinoids, as we mm-hmm. should, and as well as we need to supplement the body because we don't produce all of them that we need to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like protein. We create some amino acids, but we need to supplement our body with amino acids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so when the hemp, so researchers have looked at over three hundred fifty thousand planets on or plants on this planet, 
and they haven't found cannabinoids in any other plant mm -hmm. except for the cannabis plant which again, cannabis can either be marijuana, mm -hmm. which has the THC, mm -hmm. the psychoactive agent, mm -hmm. or it can be hemp, right? right? Mm -hmm. Now, there are, you know, I want, I'm not trying to say that THC is not a good thing. Like it can be actually a good thing in, in certain diseases, mm -hmm. right? It's actually, MS. it's actually, you know, it can be mm -hmm. helpful to have a little bit of THC mm -hmm. with, with the cannabinoids, mm -hmm. with the cannabidiol. But um, the problem today is that um, instead of, it's like instead of just growing marijuana, it's like chemists are growing them yes. in their houses. Yes. They've created marijuana to be extremely high yes. in the THC yes. and the medicinal properties, the cannabinoids, mm -hmm. the terpenes, all of the other things that are so amazing within this plant are being left behind yes. because it's not being grown the same. Back in the, you know, hundreds of years ago, you know, even just 50 years ago, marijuana was very different. It was very low in THC, very high in more mm -hmm. of the medicinal properties, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now we are seeing, you know, you know, marijuana is, is just chalked full of THC and the, the other good stuff, those real medicinal compounds within it being forgotten, right? But with this hemp oil, um, this hemp oil um, kind of resurrecting um, as far as it's, it being this nutritional supplement, are there not many people now in the field? I have a family member who has a farm who right. is growing um, for medicinal purposes. And are there not people that are saying, oh yeah, I want to be a part of that, that are growers? Or, are people saying, okay, wait a minute, are they waking up to all this science? Absolutely, yeah. that is such a great question. It, this is um, an it, a, this is a, this is an industrial booming. Mm -hmm. um, people are being enlightened. Yes. Yeah. The cannabis industry is booming. 2016, it was seven billion dollars in sales. By 2020, we're looking at about um, 40 billion plus in sales. And by 2030, they're looking at about 200 to 400 billion dollars in sales. This is not going away. This is the hemp revolution. Yeah. People are waking up. People are looking for alternatives. People are looking at plant-based wellness, mm -hmm. and they're ready to be their own health advocates. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, my passion, my desire is to educate, mm -hmm. is to empower people with education, mm -hmm. because when we have education. You know, knowledge is power, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but my fear with this market is that cannabis mm -hmm. is not a regulated market. Hemp oil is not a regulated market. So, you know, the hemp oil that I use, I've really researched it. And the reason why I'm good with putting it in my two-year-old's body, my six-year-old's body, my 16-year-old's body, and why would I give it to my younger kids? It's about prevention. Mm -hmm. I can't afford to lose anybody else. Mm -hmm. I need to keep their bodies and brain balanced, their immune systems boosted, right? Mm -hmm. So, and if we live on this earth, we're nutrient deficient and we're toxic. Yeah. And we live in a stressed out world, even our young kids do, right? Yeah. So the hemp plant um, has actually grown on radioactive fields to suck out toxins and clean up the earth. That's how good it is at sucking up things. So the, the, the thing you have to make sure of is that you have a pharma grade hemp oil. Because if it's not being grown on the right. purest soil, and it's not doesn't have that soil health, or fungicides, or herbicides, or pesticides are being put on it, well, guess what? When you process that oil, and that oil now is ingested, mm -hmm. you're putting some harmful ingredients mm -hmm. into your body. 
it could hurt your immune system more than it could help it. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure, you know, it's being grown on organic farmlands and it's extremely pure. You want to know that the processing has been, had no solvents or chemicals added to it when it, in the extraction process. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that, um, you know, uh, you know, there's no added ingredients to it that could be harmful to your body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people are confused because, yeah. you know, it, it, and that's what frustrates me too, is that now people are, okay, I know, you know, I want Hepal, but, you know, so many people come to me every day to go, I don't know where to get it. You know, what is the good stuff, right? And so, you know, you know, it, it's, um, it's a growing industry. It's booming. Mm -hmm. People are looking for it. Now people are trying to figure out, well, where do I buy it mm -hmm. to make sure that it's going to be good for me? Mm -hmm. And we're intentionally not saying the, the name of the company you're with because we didn't come here to sell anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to find me, um, kimhoneycutt.com, you can email me from there. And I'll just tell you the name. Again, I am not setting out to make money. I'm not against money. Money and I get along well. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I'm just so excited to tell somebody that after 22 years, I feel more sober. Like, you know, like I'm excited. I want people to know that. Mm -hmm. If you want to know our brand, um, you can contact me. I'll get in touch, mm -hmm. in touch with Amy for you. If you'd rather talk to her, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, but please, I, I agree with her. Just if you're going to do hemp oil, please research it. The stuff we use goes directly into our red blood cells. I'm absorbing 90% of it. I suppose other branches I'm going to absorb 10%. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's why ours costs more because you're going to get mm -hmm. more out of it. So it doesn't mm -hmm. cost more in the end. Mm -hmm. um, again, I do not want to make a sign for selling something. I just want people to research, be, be prayerful, be intentional mm -hmm. about yourself, which means be intentional about what hemp you put in your body. Well, and I think you just touched on something that's important to note is that people don't understand that hemp oil is, um, uh, when you swallow it and goes to the gastric bypass, you know, the gastric system, about 90% uh, of it is destroyed, okay, by the gut acid. So, so now you have 10% that have to go through the liver, and then the um, gallbladder dumps these bile salts on it, breaks it down into these tiny little nanoparticles. Your body creates a liposome, which is like a fat that encapsulates it. So now it can be absorbed into the cells of our body to basically press the doorbell of the receptors that are mm -hmm. on our brain, our nervous system, and our organs for the system to work, mm -hmm. okay? So people think when they're putting oil, this hemp oil in their body, you know, you're thinking you, you get, you know, what you ingest is what you get. That's not true. It's what you absorb into the cells of your body. Mm -hmm. So our oil is, uh, we have a double PhD master chemist who is brilliant. And he's not only about growing the purest, um, hemp plant on the earth but it's about really being able to get it absorbed into the mm -hmm. cells of the body so he's created something called this sublingual delivery method which basically means it you pump the oil underneath your tongue and you hold it there for, for 30 to 60 seconds and it's his delivery technology is it's these pre-digested little nanoparticles so it's already been broken down into the nanoparticles the size of the cells it's already encapsulated in this liposome, this good fat, mm -hmm. with the cannabinoids, the terpenes, the flavonoids, the minerals, the vitamins, all the good full spectrum properties of a hemp plant in these little space shuttle, like little, mm -hmm. you know, little, um, little spaceships, I think of them, that basically they slip through your cell membrane when you, you, know, you put them underneath your tongue, they go directly into your blood circulation, and then it's absorbed into your cells. 
and automatically you have this peak concentration. You get all these cells receptors signaling throughout your body and now your body goes to work to go say, well, you know, it has this like adaptogenic property within it, this oil. So it adapts to your body's need. Well, what does your body need? Oh, you're, you need your immune system boosted. We need to suppress your immune system. It's overactive, you know, you know, goes and it, you know, figures out, okay, where's your neurochemistry off the balance? So it, it supplements the body. It's not a medication. It's not a drug. It's just putting a nutrient in your body. And God gave us all the nutrients on this earth mm -hmm. to allow the miracle maker that he created to work correctly. And it's not because yeah. we have not had access to this plant or knowledge. And to be honest with you, conventional medicine doctors have had no training on nutrition, much less yeah, understanding right. how the hemp yeah. plant would work. Yeah. So, and I love the intuitive nature of it. It kind of, it's very, you know, finding optimal health is a hard process for all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all the science that you've shared with us today, there's an intuitive process that's in the oil where I don't have to do so much work. The yes. oil is going Absolutely. to work on, on my behalf. Mm -hmm. I think about that in some of the highest quality essential oils that we always use with clients. And I mean, I just see that there are communities that are becoming enlightened, becoming conscious, mm -hmm. and they're saying what is available to me in its purest form that's always been here yeah. that is already intuitively tuned to this body. Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, what are you thinking? Deb? So I've got a question. So in just like the natural food community, mm -hmm. hemp seeds, they've been around to put in smoothies, sprinkle mm -hmm. on cereal and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening, um, can we speak to maybe why the um, the oil? Is it just extracting the, the... Right. So hemp oil is from the stalk and stem of a plant. And so um, that's where you have these phytocannabinoid dials. So the hemp plant has these phytocannabinoid dials, and it's these different cannabinoids, mm -hmm. like cannabidiol or CBD, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that is a compound that really works on this endogenous cannabinoid mm -hmm. system that's deficient in our body. Mm -hmm. A hemp seed has amazing nutrients mm -hmm. in it, mm -hmm. but it's not so, so hemp, hemp seed oil is not the same as hemp. A lot of people know it as CBD oil. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. It's all yep. about the cannabinoids. Okay. That's the medicinal properties. But there's also other things in it, like the essential oils and the terpenes and the flavonoids. I mean, mm -hmm. it is a full-spectrum oil coming mm -hmm. from the hemp plant, but it is these phytocannabinoid dials, these mm -hmm. compounds mm -hmm. that come from the plant that feed this endogenous cannabinoid system. Okay. I think you're saying full-spectrum really kind of helps. Mm -hmm. Well, and clarifying yeah. that hemp yeah. seed oil it's is not different. the same. Yes, different. Right. Yes, yes. Okay. Hemp seed oil is wonderful. Right, right, mm -hmm. right, right. It, it's, it's a great, it, it's yeah. a nutrient dense food. Mm -hmm. But this is more of a plant based medicine, okay. meaning yeah. it works on a system in your body to create balance. And again, you know, mm -hmm. pharmaceutical drugs, there's a place for conventional medicine. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for it when I need it or when my mm -hmm. children need it, mm -hmm. right? But we're too reliant on it. Mm -hmm. So the question is do we need all the synthetic band aids that we are putting in our body? Mm -hmm. Or can we put nutrients that our body is missing mm -hmm. and when our body gets what it needs and it starts to restore and regenerate and heal because your body's the miracle maker, mm -hmm. maybe we no longer need that band-aid mm -hmm. because it's doing what it needs to do. Because mm -hmm. our body has the ability mm -hmm. to shift mm -hmm. 
and given what it needs. Does that make sense? It does, and it makes sense also that you would choose an oil that that is of the highest quality available mm -hmm. so that when it goes in, back to your doorbell thing, yes. that you don't just get one doorbell rung, that all the bells go off. It gets every system that it needs to get one. Also, I kind of think of it as this. Sometimes in conventional medicine, when that medicine comes into the body, it's also ringing a doorbell, but over on the side, there's like five punks who are reading, reading those doorbells and leaving sack of shit on your, uh, yeah. <laughs> your doorstep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like you want the right thing mm -hmm. to come to the door and you want all the bells to be ringing right. as much as possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're working on a symptom with the pharmaceutical mm -hmm. drug, not mm -hmm. the system. Right? Mm -hmm. So the right. symptom, you put a drug on it, but it creates a weight in the body. Right, and so that can uh, that can actually create issues in other areas of, bo of the body, including drug interaction. Yeah. So then maybe you put another drug on it, and before you know it, instead of getting healthier, the body's actually getting sicker. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the idea is let's not put a bandaid on the symptom. Let's try to figure out how to help the system. Mm -hmm. Right. So conceptually, mm -hmm. it's like you know, it's like taking a vitamin. So we take yeah. vitamins, or we're recommended to take vitamins because system and that you know everything else yep. that goes into our bodies or that we're exposed to we are deficient in right. particular nutrients so this speaks to the same conversation i think but mm -hmm. with new understandings new studies new right yeah absolutely and the final thing i want to say is that you know, a quote by peter levine is is that ptsd is not meant to be a life sentence and so if you're standing at the door and you've been in prison mm -hmm. whatever it takes to look down and see there's a door down you can get yourself out of there and if that's a combination of, of therapy and temple and yoga whatever it is for you please know that we already know you're worth it do whatever you have to do for you to step in the back to know that you really are worth it that's awesome Kim thank yeah, you it's such an it's such an integral approach that Absolutely. that you know whatever it takes yeah, find mind body spirit find, find all your tools mm -hmm. yeah and one tool is not meant to replace another tool. That's right. right. You know, people ask me, well, should I still take, you know, my vitamins or my minerals or my protein shake? I'm like, this is just another food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the one thing I would like to leave and just making sure everybody understands is this is just a dietary supplement. Mm -hmm. This is just another nutrient-dense plant food that our body is seeking and needing, and it helps to... Um, create functionality and balance in a system in our body that's not working correctly. Mm -hmm. And when we can get that system working on a different level, the body truly is a miracle maker. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm here today because the testimonials I'm seeing are freaking blowing my mind mm -hmm. from babies <laughs> to elderly. And it excites yeah. me yeah. and it upsets me mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I wasn't privileged to the information. Yeah. When my daughter was fighting cancer. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying she'd be healed here if I had given her this, mm -hmm. but I'm saying she deserved this plan. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. The idea of let's take away the privilege. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's take away the privilege, period. Yes. Right? That's why we have these conversations, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have conversation, if you don't have community, if you don't make connection about things that matter, mm -hmm. then people are sitting in the dark mm -hmm. and they're suffering. So yeah. we bring it all into the light. So, light of God, that's kind of where we start and where we end. Amen to that. Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. How can people find you guys just to learn more? I know that um, 
that Amy, you are going to join Damon Silas, Dr. Damon Silas, here at the end of the month. Really? Yeah. I'm not left out of that. (laughs) First Damon ends our engagement. (laughs) All of a sudden, he's married to a man. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. What? Whatever. Let me say that when... I know, it's... Yeah, I'll let you guys work it out. Just to comfort you, just to comfort you, Kim, Damon yeah. did yesterday refer to you as his little boo piece. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All I good love edges, that. all good edges. I'm down with that. Love you, boo, Damon. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Damon, Silas, and uh, and Amy Potvin are going to be here on uh, March 29th from 7 to 8.30. Um, Kim will probably weasel her way in. I'm pretty in. sure Kim's going to be on the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about this because people have a lot of questions and they want to know why I've got insomnia. My child has this and, and you know, my hypo, my, my thyroid's going crazy. Can, what, can you help me? Can you help right. me? It, it, for, for anyone who's listening right now, the best thing that you can do is to uh, seriously Google it. Research, yeah. Do some research. Go yeah. CBD, comma, whatever ailment or symptom. Start researching yeah it is amazing to me (laughs) you know to to see all the information out there and then you know come back and join us and let's have a great conversation because the conversation is needed yeah and um you deserve this um this education so show up on the 29th come research and keep your hands off Damon. That's right. Okay. Those three things are very important. Right. And keep your hands right. off Kim. Oh they don't touch me either. <laughs> Unless you're a large black man. <laughs> Bringing oh hemp oil. Um, what's the websites? You guys mentioned a couple at pubmed.gov and projectcbd.com. But how can people connect with you all? Um, you can uh, connect with me through email probably is best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faith. Where am I? Uh, I know crazy. Faith mind, faith mind body love at gmail.com. That's my email, or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I don't have a website. I'm okay. Oh my gosh, I've got 20 websites. I know. Uh, <laughs> but you can email me at kim at kimhoneycut.com. It's H O N E Y C U T T. Two T's because more is better. All right. So, oh, to, and you're, you want to do a website shout out? And so, uh, my website is kimhoneycut.com. That's where um, I list some different speaking engagements I have coming up. I'm also executive director of a wonderful speaking ministry called icutalks.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are like a TED Talk, but we talk about spiritual. We talk about Jesus, and we are a completely free ministry. We want people to be able to come someplace and share honestly about their spiritual struggle. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Thank you guys for that. coming. Oh, Just thank a blessing. You. Yes. Thank you. Love thank you. you. I'm sorry I'm so shy. I'm really sorry. <laughs> It's going to be a really boring <laughs> show. Know, I, I'm just right? hoping that right. if I listen to this again, I'm like, it made any sense. Oh, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It's, yeah. This is the world that we're in. We're in a world of trying to find solutions um, that uh, are divinely driven. So thank Amen. you. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank, thank you for sharing your story. 